Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda is in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day six of season 93. Question one asks us uh, what uh, Aerosmith-specific video game uh, allegedly generated more revenue than any of the band's actual album releases. So my first thought on this was Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I answered fairly late today. Uh, I'll hmm. just say that now. Uh, I, I was mulling over a lot of these questions and doing stuff with work and such. But uh, And so I had just enough time to start thinking, wait, was it Rock Band? Guitar mm-hmm. Hero, Rock Band. Is there an appreciable difference between the two? Not that I can think of. But I just, the fact that I couldn't talk myself out of either one of them mm. uh, really made me revert to my initial thought. So I went with Guitar Hero. So this is one where I have some remarkably specific, like, memories of um, this game in particular. Um, and amazingly some sense of the sequence in which those games came out. Um, So what did you put down for yours? Guitar Hero. You put down Guitar Hero. Okay. Um, So in particular, I imagine you remember September 2008 maybe as well as I do. Mm -hmm. So that I'm just thinking of, you know, that was um, very, that was basically when we got engaged to be married. Mm -hmm. And so we had kind of spent the prior summer to that, you know, kind of becoming official and dating and stuff like that. And, you know, in the, at a ridiculously old age for such things. <laughs> and, uh, um, I remember that that was one of the games that you had in your apartment in Tennessee. Yep. Um, cause it came, was it part of the Wii or was it some other game? It was system? on the Wii. Yes. It was on the Wii. Yeah. Um, and so, I I faintly remember you playing it there and possibly some bit. other times at different meetups and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that that was out in September of 2008. Yes. Rock Band, what I remember, what, like I've played Rock Band like um, infinity times more than Guitar Hero um, because they would get out Rock Band at some of the Mensa events mm-hmm. that we would attend a few years later. And I was pretty sure that the sequence was Guitar Hero came out Mm -hmm. and then Rock Band came so that you could do other instruments than guitar. Like you could do drums and and they had a microphone and stuff like that for Mm -hmm. you to do, you know, different parts of the band in Rock Band. So I was like, 2008, I I think that's going to be Guitar Hero because Rock Band is a little bit later of an innovation and it's the order in which I remember playing them. And my gosh, it's precious rare that I know anything about video games and actually have played any of them to even <laughs> cement the experience for me. So with all that in mind, I put down Guitar Hero. And that was correct. In fact, Ooh. Rock Band came out just before this. It came out in 2007, 2008. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, lucky me. I, th- I think maybe the, uh, the band-specific stuff in Guitar Hero was kind of a reaction to Rock Band. I don't know that Aerosmith ah. was the first one, but it was one of the biggest. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was sounds about kind right. of right about that time that Rock Band was threatening it. I see. As I recall. But, okay. 
But good logic for that. Mm. Well done. Question two asks us to name the Egyptian who appeared in numerous news stories along with Howard Carter in 1922. Yeah, so this one, I thought, okay, you know, maybe this is referring to uh, an Egyptian counterpart, you know, explorer, archaeologist type person who worked with Howard Carter and who, you know, probably we all should be aware of because that's the person who actually is, you know, from the lands that were being uh, explored, not to say exploited. Like Tenzing Norgay and, right. and Everest. Yeah, and, and so uh, I thought about that, but then I thought, would that really be what we were hearing about in news stories of international interest? Because the uh, international audience famously does not care about you know the indigenous people uh Mm -hmm. which its scions are exploiting um so i thought well i know this is referring to the discovery of king tut's tomb um because i was pretty sure howard carter was the person who had had done that and uh it's kind of ignited the craze for egyptology um you know, subsequent to that. Um, so I thought, is this maybe referring to Tutankhamen himself? And the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, probably that's who would actually get mentioned in these news reports. Um, you know, I, I it, it it's felt like a little bit of a weird question because it was clearly trying to, or was clearly alighting the fact that this person was thousands of years dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a saying that the person appeared in those news stories seemed a little shady to me, um, you know, in the sense that, I don't know, if, if you had a story about Richard Nixon today, you wouldn't say Richard Nixon appeared in the story. You'd say the story was about him. I don't know. It, it struck me as a little bit, um, a, a little bit odd, but. I thought, I think that's what this is going for. If not, I really don't have an idea of who the the Egyptian counterpart to Howard Carter would be. So I'm going to go ahead and put down Tutankhamen. Yeah, I uh, I just did not make that leap. I, I also thought, oh, this is clearly like the Egyptian who was, you know, the, the, the lead on the expedition as well and just never... Uh, never, never made the connection of oh, this is probably King Tut, for much the same reason. And I, I kind of resent this question. Like yeah. a, a, a good learned league question, when you see the answer, will be like, oh, of course, okay, or you know, oh, that that's where he was trying to lead me. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like this one was trying to lead us away from the answer. Yeah, this was a trick question that when you get it at pub trivia, you think, ugh, okay, mm-hmm. this guy's way too in love with his own writing. Yeah, that was very teehee. Do you see what I did there? Kind yeah. Of question. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm just gonna move on from that one. It was King Tut. Well done. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of in a backwards way fits into the Thorsten wants you to get it rule in the sense that, you know, the most famous possible Egyptian ever might be Tutankhamen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's but the question doesn't quite. Mm-hmm. gel in that way i yeah. don't know so i agree it's it's a little a little subpar yeah. speaking of subpar 
Question three asks us about which party in Northern Ireland's 2022 elections won a plurality of the vote uh, for the first time since 1921. So I thought this was Sinn Féin. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of you know kept re- read the question again. I was like, okay, a non-unionist party. I feel like that's Sinn Féin. A Republican party. They're the political wing of the IRA, the Irish Republican Army. So yeah, um, so yeah, I I felt like I was I was fairly comfortable that this was Sinn Féin. My only thought was now I remember the news stories about it happening in Northern Ireland, and I was thinking, well, is Sinn Féin in Northern Ireland, or is that just the Irish version of the political party, and they have like a different name in Northern mm. Ireland because they used to be, uh, you know, more firmly allied with the terrorists and and such like? Because um, I know for a very long time they didn't they did not exist in any way within the UK. They couldn't. Mm. Um, at least I think they couldn't. I think they were an outlawed uh, party for a long time. But I, I just kind of kept thinking. If it's not Sinn Féin, it's their equivalent that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, asking me, what's the what's the leftist party in in Venezuela? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. So I said Sinn Féin. Yeah, um, about that. I, um, I had Sinn Féin in the answer box for a long time. Uh, and then I got cold feet about it because... Whenever I think about Irish politics or I'm asked a question about it, my mind goes to Sinn Féin immediately and it's always the wrong answer. (laughs) And so just kind of having been burned by that before, I thought, no, there's some other party that like, you know, Sinn Féin is the, the real militant group. And then there's some other party that's a Republican, you know, um, and I, I always got sort of a, I, I always have trouble splitting apart non-unionist and pro-unification because okay. Okay. they're kind of like non-unionist sounds like you don't want the two parts of Ireland to be united mm-hmm. in sort of in my outsider's head. But I know that, you know, non-unionist means not being part of the UK, you know, the United Kingdom. So like that's a whole, you know, not for me to untangle as I'm thinking through this. But I actually did think of the other one that I was trying to think of, which is Fianna Fall, And that's the party that split apart from Sinn Féin. It is a Republican party, but it's uh, based in the Republic of Ireland. And it's um, there is an equivalent to it in Northern Ireland that's just got sort of an uh, English language name. It's not got a Gaelic kind of name. Uh, in any case, though, once I thought of Fianna Fall, I thought, oh, yeah, that might be more likely to sort of like be allowed in Northern Ireland or mm. be seen as sort of like moderate enough to get lots of votes, but, you know, and, and not so radical. And I, I have this thing where I always think Sinn Féin is like, is the IRA versus the political party affiliated, mm-hmm. you know, with that side of things. Um, so anyway... I talked myself out of Sinn Féin and put down Fianna Fall. It was Sinn Féin. Dang it, anyway. I, f- I feel like Fianna Fall would be a touch too far for Learned League to ask about. Uh, though, it, it like, I, I could see it being in a question. Mm-hmm. Like, Fianna Fall is a 
major party in what country that split off, or that you know, split off from what other political party, yeah. et cetera. But mm-hmm. yeah. But, but it's uh, literally, yeah. Uh, it, but yeah, I. The last match day had Abichan Bachan in it, so who knows? Yeah, right? So. 8% get rate on that one, by the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 8%. So so we know how many learned leaguers are of Indian descent now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, or happened to be in the Mumbai airport and saw him there, <laughs> um, you know, creating a big stir. Because um, that was, somebody mentioned that on Facebook. That was kind of cute. Um, but yeah, no, this was just, I straight up talked myself out of it and I shouldn't have. It happens. Question four asks us for a neutral sans-serif typeface developed in the 1950s in Switzerland. Yeah, so this one, my brain just kind of flopped on. I I knew that the name had something to do with Switzerland or like a city in Switzerland, but I couldn't grab it. And I thought, well, the ubiquitous sans-serif typeface is Arial. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no more ubiquitous. And I have a slight quibble with using that word when the the correct answer is not used as often as mm. several others that I could name, at least as far as I know. You know, if we're talking about ubiquitous, we're talking about things that are like the default fonts in Word mm-hmm. or in Outlook or, sure. you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, open up a you, PowerPoint and start typing. That's mm-hmm. ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah, and so that's, I don't feel like this font fits that descriptor. Um, you know, widely used, sure. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I put down Arial because I thought that's the most ubiquitous font I can, sans serif font I can think of. Sure, sure. Uh, I just thought of the first sans serif font that was, that would be obviously connected to Switzerland, and that was Geneva. Oh, is that a sans sans serif? Geneva is a is a, is a derivation of Helvetica that was in, invented for oh. the early Macs. Okay. So okay. yeah. So spoiler, Helvetica. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah. I can't think of a thing that uses Helvetica as a default right now. <laughs> Boo hiss. Question five asks us what 1960 film is often thought to be the first ever to feature a flushing toilet. And then speaks of more, much more famous events in the bathroom shortly mm. afterward. Mm-hmm. And I just went off on the wrong direction on this one. And I thought Uh-oh. the graduates. Oh, gee. <laughs> because I was, I was imagining <laughs> that iconic shot of Dustin Hoffman's character uh, mm-hmm. under the, the arch of Anne Bancroft's leg. Right. And thinking, and for some reason I was thinking that happened in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Nope. Happened in the bedroom. Yeah. I was completely wrong. I just couldn't. And I, this whole day, I just didn't. I didn't land on. I just was not picking up the clues that were being thrown down. We had the um, case of the Mondays. Yeah. Um, so I said the graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I I did pick up what it was putting down actually with uh, events in the bathroom shortly afterwards. You know the whole scene where um, the woman is stabbed in the shower mm-hmm. and Psycho. Yep. Is is what this is getting at. Um, Janet Lee is that a yes. remembering who's yeah the star of the film and uh yes you know there's uh, she gets into the shower of course and is stabbed and there's the shot of the blood draining down the shower drain mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and uh yeah that once I kind of 
uh, parsed that because I did think of movies like The Graduate, which I think was a little later than 1960. I yeah, think. It was 67. Yeah, um, and just other sorts of um, movies that I thought might do this for some other comic or dramatic effect. I felt like that would happen later. Whereas this one, it's just sort of, it's setting the scene of the fact that you're in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, and I thought 1960 sounds like the right year. Um, so I kind of, that one just kind of actually did land for me happily enough. And I put down Psycho. And that was correct. Hold hey. on. Thank goodness. Question six asks for the common name of a waterway that goes from Beijing to Hangzhou. And it, it specifies the English common name, um, which I found a little confusing in the sense that if you think of like the Yangtze River, that's the name written out in English letters. And it's called that in English. Like you would refer to that as the Yangtze. I, I, I wouldn't translate whatever the syllables Yangtze mean mm -hmm. in order to refer to it in English necessarily. So... I already felt kind of like at a loss for that because, you know, it, it sounded to me like it was looking for English words as opposed to transliterated Chinese words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the only thing that I really kind of know as far as a waterway um, in China is the Yellow River. There is a Yellow River there, correct? I believe so, yeah. So that's... that's all I had to work with as far as possibilities on this. Um, although I, tr you know, I basically tried to convince myself, okay, you know, it's going to be using words in English versus, you know, like I said, um, the, the spelled out in English letters version of Chinese words. Um, so I put down Yellow River because I'm not great at geography. See, I, I figured that it was a canal, a waterway, oh. the longest of its kind. Okay. Like, that's a pretty good distance for a canal. Yeah. Uh, less so miles. for a river. There's a fair number of rivers that are 1,100 miles, I feel like. I just figured um, it was the longest waterway mm -hmm. in China that uh, might be, anyway. Uh, but I, I couldn't think of, like, what it might be called. The, oh. um, I for a while I was thinking maybe it's something about Mao because he was mm. I believe famously a swimmer of some renown. Oh, okay. So maybe they named it after him. Sure. Um, but that wouldn't be a common name in English. Mm -hmm. like, I don't think. Uh, but I just couldn't I couldn't land on anything else. Uh, so I I kind of punted as well and went with the Beijing Canal. Okay. The combination of Beijing and Hangzhou. Okay. Um, and just figured, you know, well, it's, you know, goes from one to the other, so that's what you'd call it. So the benefit of canals. Yeah. That's what you're going yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's what I went with, Beijing Canal. And the correct answer was Grand Canal. Which makes sense. Very prosaic, though. Hmm. You know. Probably sounds better in Chinese. I mean, for all I know, it just means big canal. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we make it... Like, in English, we would just feel weird calling it that. So grand is what we would probably <laughs> right. put a little flourish on. Um, but yeah, it got me a whole three out of six plus talked out of one, which, bah humbug. I had two. Ooh, aye, aye. I feel 
I feel a little, I, I feel dumb about one that I missed. And as noted, I feel annoyed and tricked by another. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Happens sometimes. You know, the, the default, the, the, is it the, the failure, the failure mode of clever is asshole. Was, uh, <laughs> I forget who says. There's, a, what does there's that an author, mean? there's an author who says, well, it means online when you, when you think you're being clever, mm-hmm. if you fall short, you're not being uh, yeah. less clever. You're just being an asshole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't, I, I would I not apply that to question two, but I, <laughs> I would say that. Uh, it's a, it's a tough line to walk, and I don't think it was successfully walked today. Yeah, I I think that's, you know, definitely it was a question trying to cleverly reference mm-hmm. uh, Tutankhamun, and it just was not that clever, I guess. I, it was sort of simultaneously too direct and too coy mm. or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, well. You know, I... I there have been worse questions, certainly. There have um, been worse questions. There have been worse questions on Jeopardy mm, within the last week. Yeah. And there have, there have certainly been worse questions that we've heard at the pub within the last year or so. Could be, could so, be. Yeah. And I will say, you know, sometimes there are just things like question six is a complete today I learned question. Yeah. Never heard of the Grand Canal. Yeah. No connection to it. Completely yakioid. And uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. I, Weirdly but, enough, um, I am up against opponents who have like opposite geography scores. So I gave it a three to one <laughs> and a zero to the other. And I probably got it wrong for both. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, you know, anything can happen. But uh, not, not a great way to start the week overall. Yeah. But happily, that's it for today. So tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.